welcome to the Scan Sparks podcast. I'm Sakai Machachi and I'm joined today by Miriam Muthley. Miriam is a freelance curator, film programmer, and writer. She's a program and marketing officer with Scan. So we are indeed colleagues. But today I'll be speaking to Miriam in her capacity as the program coordinator at Africa in Motion and as an independent curator. A little bit about Africa in Motion. They are an annual African film festival taking place in Scotland. Now in its 15th year, the main aim of the festival is to bring the best of African cinema in Scotland, making it possible for Scottish audiences to engage with African stories and industry professionals from the continent. Hi Miriam, how are you doing? Yeah, I am good. I am doing all right. Just very glad for it to be sunny. How are you? I'm very good. Um, it's even feeling better doing like work indoors when the sun is nice outside. Um, I am going to start off by just asking you a little bit about yourself as an independent curator. Um, basically, what prompted you to become an independent curator? What are your sort of aims in that practice? Um, well, I guess like um the kind of overlap between like curatorial work in my practice and kind of like film programming work um and like when I was you know young 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 I like was like oh maybe I want to be a filmmaker like maybe that's what I want to do like I never had any aspirations to be an artist or anything but I was like I could be a filmmaker I could do that and then I was like it's actually really hard to like make films and I was like or I think that's kind of even where like my practice developed that like it's really hard to do things but that I also felt that like I didn't have anything super important to say I didn't have like I didn't feel like what I was gonna make would be um like not that it wouldn't be important but or like that you need to things need to be important but that like I just was like, oh, there are so many people making like really interesting things, like making really interesting films and like making really in interesting art. And like, I think I felt much more comfortable like positioning myself as someone who would like amplify the work that other people were doing and like amplify other people's voices because I was like, there are people who are seeing things and making things in a much more like clear and concise way. Um, that like feel really important and like relevant and urgent that like I would rather be like an amplifier for. So I think that's maybe where like that that came from. Um, and yeah, and then I guess like I kind of like worked kind of a, like a small bit in like film production, like seeing if that would be interesting for me. Um, and then, yeah, and then I got my job with Africa in Motion, which was like a programming role. Um, and I think that's kind of where it started. Um, so in that role, I was just like given, you know, agency to like program events and uh, films, like to, prog to program films and program events around those films. Um, so I think in my first year, I was like, it was like five events that I programmed and then was like contributing to the main program too. Um, 
so yeah that's kind of where it all started and I think like that's the thing of just like being given support so the festival producer Justine really supported me um in programming what I wanted to program and also like I think like you know when I started doing that sort of work like you know I was just I was just spending hours and hours like re doing research and I mean I think that's just kind of part part of like a kind of curatorial practice as well um but yeah a big thing was just also having resources to do things like being able to be like being able to have budgets that were allocated to the specific things that I was doing um yeah yeah and how long have you been with Africa in Motion? So I started working for Africa in Motion in 2017 okay. and I actually finished working with Africa Motion or like um yeah in like two like after last year's festival 2020 so I think like I'd been really involved in the festival since like 2017 and you know did year-round program stuff and then it was after last year's festival that I was like okay I actually need to like take a step back mm. um and you know maybe we'll still do more freelance stuff but just like not be so embedded in this because I wanted to like focus my energy on other things. Yeah I mean I was going to ask you about like support that you received from institutions and organizations but it sounds like African Motion was the institution that kind of gave you that support and uh, um, within that sort of role that you were, you were um, playing in that organization. What if any peer support did you receive just as like a an independent curator? Um, I would say like peer support was kind of more informal that like peer support just comes from like talking to peers, like talk, meeting people at, when that was allowed, like meeting people at events and um, workshops and stuff and like exchanging ideas like it's actually funny if I think about it, like also what kind of like led me to be on the transmission committee was a workshop that Alberta Whittle did in like two, early 2018, I guess. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think it was these kind of like informal learning spaces that like kind of helped to lead my thinking and then I guess like when I joined the transmission committee that too um was like a lot of like peer peer-to-peer -peer thinking amazing um and in terms of um funding did you feel that there was any specific funding bodies that you could apply to and did you feel that they were approachable So yeah, I've not had to do that many applications as like an individual practitioner. I think like, you know, I've had to do smaller applications to like be part of a festival or something or, you know, to be part of an organization that would then help with funding and um, yeah, have like done, had to maybe one Creative Scotland application. But I would say by the time, by the point I was doing that application, I was already doing funding applications like in my other 
like jobs. So with Africa Motion, part of my job was fundraising. And I did like, I did a lot of kind of, I guess I gained experience doing fundraising in that role. Um, and it was just really helpful to have like the weight of an organization behind you. And also to have like previous funding applications um, that the organization had done to like reference and look at and to like understand how you do a funding application. Um, so like we were able to get funding from like Film Hub Scotland to do a project and you know there was all these kind of different places that we were applying to and then yeah I think like in terms of the funding landscape in Scotland there's not so many places that you can apply to I guess Creative Scotland's the main one um yeah yeah and I think like having that kind of um the background of the institution already having done these sorts of things it meant that you're not starting from scratch like the way that like you know when you're um, working on your own it can be quite difficult to do those things it's so daunting just to have like a big blank application form in front of you and they ask for so much a lot of these applications and it can be quite like intense um especially when it's like the first time you're doing it um yeah. what apart from money do you feel has sort of been necessary for you when you're doing, doing your own independent projects um I think I've just been really lucky to be able to have like friends and mentors I guess who would look look over an application for me like whether that would be like a funding application or like even like job applications and stuff um and just also people to like I'm like I feel like I talk through a lot of ideas with friends and like I'm really grateful like that to have like such kind of like nourishing friendships where like we can talk about our I mean I was too but like that we can talk about our work and like um yeah like have have really like generative conversations about um those sorts of things yeah I mean, having those that kind of support is just so like invaluable. You wouldn't even be able to like, you know, quantify it sometimes. Yeah, and I think it's like that's the thing about it being like unquantifiable that th these things happen like so like informally or something, and that like even if I think of the spaces where I've like met people like being going to workshops or being like invited to speak at something, and the like, um that sometimes like the really generative conversations happen in the more informal spaces of like of those activities so like you know when you go for a pint afterwards or if you're like having dinner that like um yeah I think that's where the, the the those conversations that are really like generative for me can often take place yeah, and I think that's why so many people are actually like really missing the pub. Like, I think people think it's about drinking, but I think for us as like creatives, it's the space where we kind of quite freely and openly discuss things that then potentially become something. Um, yeah. That's something that's being kind of lost at the moment and hopefully will return very soon. <laughs> um, yeah. What were the biggest challenges in starting up and in sustaining your practice? 
Um, I think to speak really frankly, like starting and sustaining like a curatorial practice is like, there's a couple of things, which is like a lack of opportunities. And I've been really lucky that I've been able to, to like make, make it work for me, but that there's so many kind of like, it's all quite like, as a lot of kind of arts work is like freelance part-time, there's like a real lack of like financial stability often. Um, and yeah, I've been really lucky that I've been able to like support myself through kind of various part-time and freelance jobs and then doing kind of other stuff on the side. So like, for example, my job at SCAN, <laughs> I guess is, has been a real like, I mean, it's that, I, I've like got learning and like gained learning and, and stuff from doing that job as well but more so than anything it's just like really helpful to have like a part-time job that gives you the freedom to be able to like spend your time doing other stuff too. Yeah and it's also within the sector that you're trained yeah, in. Exactly. Yeah um so what do you think are the biggest successes as well? Because that's always like something nice to talk about. <laughs> successes for myself? Just within your practice, anything that you think has been quite a huge success for you, even if it's a particular year that you were doing African motion or if there's something with transmission or anything you've done independently? Yeah, it's really tricky to think about, like to, to um, maybe like quantify that. I would say like weirdly or maybe unexpectedly like 2020 was quite a successful work year for me yeah. um and I think like it was really nice to feel like there I could still create like yeah support artists actually that was like a big thing like that I was we were still I and people I was working were still able to support artists in like quite a difficult time. I think like that's kind of what, what it's about, isn't it? About like sharing people's work and making sure that they get paid and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that during the pandemic, that was maybe one of the biggest successes. Um, but also, yeah, just like being able to like have these like moments of connection with other people um, when there was kind of so much like isolation or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think with it being a film festival, there was still room for so much to still happen, even though there was like, um, you know, everything was closed and we weren't able to meet each other in person and actually physically go to the festival. The fact that there was an online, you know, version of the festival that was already available must have been quite good to. Yeah, and I guess like, so I was doing other work in 2022. So I was working with like, Berwick Film Media Arts Festival as a programming fellow so it was really nice to like work with a new group of people and to like you know have all these kind of meetings and just like discuss works together um that was like a nice way to spend time and then I also programmed um an event uh for um, pavilion in Leeds um, with their Artist Moving Image Network um, that took place in August which was kind of like a week long 
digital exhibition um, of moving image work um, and kind of other stuff too. Wow, that's amazing. So, which is really nice to like be able to, yeah, still broaden out these networks. Um, um, and can you speak a little bit about African motion and what your sort of, um, the way that like, you, so you've, you're saying, saying that you've like left Africa in motion now, are you wanting to continue to do projects with them or are you kind of, um, yeah? Um, I guess, um, yeah, it's tricky. It's like hard to be like, oh, I would never, I, like there's, I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm not gonna work with them again or anything. There's no like, I think more than anything, it was like my my want to finish working with Africa in Motion for now was like, I've spent like, I, I programmed like four festivals mm -hmm. um, and it was just this thing of like working in a specific context. So like programming African cinema um, and, you know, artist moving image. And that was like a really, um, yeah, like, generative thing for me and like really really fun and really interesting to do but just like wanting to kind of expand my scope outward and like shift my focus to um yeah and I think like I was only really able to that because of the experiences I had doing other bits of programming that like gave me the confidence to be like oh yeah there's other stuff that I can that I can learn about and know about and like focus my research on and I think like as well because I'd done I'd done kind of curatorial work and like program with transmission too that like you know there was always it was never just like Africa in motion really there was like always kind of another side another type of like creative outlet too um and somewhere else to to think through ideas and do projects um, so I think like also because I stopped doing transmission at like the start of 2020 um, that like it was there was these kind of two big shifts of like big things in my life that had yeah that were kind of finishing up um, and it was just like this thing to be like okay cool what can I what can I do by myself or with like new collaborators yeah it sounds like they were quite they've been generative and foundational for you because the next question I was going to actually yeah. ask was around you know um around transmission and um your experience there and what you've learned from it yeah I guess like with transmission there's just so much so much stuff that like it kind of embeds into you and especially I think it's that like the the structure of the committee when I was on it that it's like it was unpaid and um, so it's all voluntary and everyone has like a similar kind of amount of skin in the game um, and there's this like you know we try and like we try to work like non-hierarchically and really collaboratively yeah so I think the thing that was like because we were all working in this artist-run structure that we've like inherited this structure of like a voluntary committee that like don't get paid um, and you know we're all all kind of have a similar amount of like skin in the game 
we're all trying to work like non-hierarchically um and I think it was like a real like I think like even I still notice it now like what it's instilled in me and like trying to work collaboratively with people and like trying to work fairly with people and like make sure that people especially the people that you're working with are like remunerated for their labor um I think that was like a big thing that we talked about a lot about like what people get paid and we were often like even invited a lot to like speak about our own labor at like talks or um on panels and stuff about like artist artist led um and yeah so I think it's kind of those things about like I think like also these things of like um it because it's not just about like making sure that people get paid for their labor it's about how you work with people to like to communicate their work in a way that like they feel comfortable with and that like they feel represents that work and I think like also just like working with other people um with like a sense of some sort of like ethics and like a kind of ethic of care or something that like it's even just like I think like astounding to me sometimes when I speak to friends who are artists or whatever and they like are explaining a like a, a situation they're in with like a gallery or like a curator um and I'm just like why do people think it's okay to like behave this way that like I think there was definitely a thing of like a way of working that was like there there are like ways that it's just not okay to work and it's not not okay to like treat people um I think that is maybe kind of what it like instilled within me yeah definitely I think that even though I've never been on the committee at transmission my experience of being an artist that you know, spent a lot of time within that um, institution, just kind of, you know, within your Afro Collective and also just, you know, coming in and out to do different projects, to be in member shows and so on. It just really, it is really a space that that does work with a with an ethics of care at the center of what it's doing. So yeah, um, I can imagine that actually being on the committee must have been quite, um, quite an amazing experience. So I'd like to discuss how Transmission has been supporting grassroots organisations and collectives over the past few years. Can you speak a little bit about this and why Transmission as an artist run institution has decided to offer this kind of support? Um, I think it, I mean, I can only speak from like my own experience and from my own viewpoint. And I think other people will have, would have other things to other reasons or other um, like things to say about the work that we were doing but I think like being like an all POC committee in some ways with a kind of like um solar system around us almost of like artists and um other people and like groups doing different work like you know like Yon Afro for example um, people who were like already in our in our networks and like would, would be you know would just kind of be around the gallery and like I think I think like it kind of 
came from like how do we support these people how do we support these groups like these groups that you know often as well are like unfunded um how can we put some like resource towards them and give them space also to like I think that's kind of where the where the with loving resistance show came from like giving them space to um develop work that they were doing and like like a small kind of bit of resource to do that yeah um that actually brings me on to the next question because in 2019 transmission invited members of several collectives to participate in a project titled with loving resistance um so the aims of that project were really to give us space and an opportunity to develop um ideas around you know how we work together but then also to give us an opportunity to work in even larger groups um, across the different collectives. Can you speak a little bit about the process of sort of organising a project like that? I don't know if you were really, you know, organising it, um, leading on that project, but what was the experience of being involved in it? I think the kind of thinking behind it was of like, it almost felt like a joining up of the dots or something of like, a lot of groups that you know might have already been using the gallery for like for meetings um and like yeah kind of a more kind of formal joining of the dots of these kind of groups that are already kind of interacting with each other as well um and inviting them to so yeah what what we invited them to do was to have like a residency in the space and then over the time of the residency, a kind of collective mural was made on the windows. Um, and I think it was also this thing, there was also maybe something about like, um, doing things visibly and like, um, what like public outcome has to look, look like for like a funded project or whatever, um, especially in like an art gallery or like, in an exhibition context so there was this thing of like there could be one this kind of more private space that was like a residency space um for people to like meet together and think together and then this kind of window mural that was like at once both an outward outward facing thing and like an outward communication of like some of the work that people were doing but then also provided like a bit of um a bit of like cover or something for for the groups inside too. Yeah, I, rem I remember so many times being at Transmission and like, you know, as a member of Yonafro, like we would be there, maybe like a group, a group of us, say about five to 10 people would be just in Transmission and people would just stare at us from, <laughs> from the window. So I think that that, that mural was like such a great um, addition to the exhibition because not only did we get to kind of um, to collaborate and making it with other collectives, but also it did provide that sort of um, little bit of safety from the sort of, yeah, the gaze of, of, of people outside. I guess it's like also that thing of like, what does it mean to like do things visibly and like, do things with public money that like in a way that is um 
you know, like all, all the all the money that transmission gets, for example, is like is public is yeah pu public money from like Creative Scotland, um, and what what does it mean to like make visible what like the work that you're doing with that money and like the labor that that is enabled by that money um but there's also something about like about yeah just just to go back to that idea of like public outcome and like how do you have a public outcome that um also doesn't like make the people involved feel like they are just being used like for display or something you know that like I think sometimes there's there's, this, there's there's a really tense relationship with like funding, of like, yeah, this this thing of like public accountability and like or accountability for public money and like visibility, um, that I think can be kind of tense and I'm I guess like still working through what that means. Yeah, especially you. when you're working with um with groups and collectives that are coming from marginalized backgrounds, that kind of hyper-visibility can be quite an intense thing. For sure. Um, that actually does lead me to like uh, the next question around challenges. So what were the biggest challenges in supporting the collectives and groups as, as a committee when you were doing this project and just in general? Um, I think the thing, I guess I can speak from my own experience is that like, um, everyone even within these different groups kind of has different needs and so how do you like hold space for all of that almost um and hold space for when there when there's these like moments of like publicness or visibility but when also when there needs to be like moments of privacy um I think that can be really difficult and I think from being involved in the in loving resistance um with loving resistance exhibition i could say that it's probably been one of the biggest successes in that time when um transmission were doing all of that work with the collectives but for yourself what what do you think were the biggest successes in that process um i don't know it's really hard to like look back and think about those um successes but I would just say that like from that exhibition like it was just like the the kind of end result of this like window mural was just like really beautiful to see um this this kind of like the culmination of this like collective labor um and like thinking and working together um, to see that visualized on these like big windows was really nice. And I really, I really enjoyed just like the, the downtime as well, even when we weren't working on anything specifically for the projects, it was like the times when we were just having a potluck and, you know, being in commune with one another, just eating and talking, you know, that was, I felt like, a really nice thing to have a have a space within the city where all of those groups could come together. Um, yeah. I would say that even in our like, that's one of the things that I felt just like reflecting back back on like our practice as a committee that like 
eating together was like a really important thing um and like sharing food um and it's like you know again to go back like that that's one of the spaces where conversation happens where this like sharing of ideas happens um that I don't yeah that, that I think is like really valuable yeah. actually and if you were speaking to an institution today with everything that you've learned um what would you say would have been important areas of support that you feel were missing like that would be maybe for yourself but also yeah just in the process and practices of 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 spaces like transmission in doing that kind of work? I think like it all comes down to resources, doesn't it? And that like, um, that the, the, the resources can, can be so many things, that that can be funding or that could be like mentorship or just like time and advice or just like, speaking with one another or just like you said like being in commune with one another um and I think like where the support needs to come from is like yeah developing and giving resources to maybe all these things that aren't um that don't have such a like tangible outcome if that makes sense of like giving giving people money just to be able to like gather together and like think together um I think that's like a really valuable thing yeah and if you were speaking to someone who was looking to start up something and um, whether that's their own independent curatorial practice or grassroots projects um what would you uh, what kind of advice would you give them um and what would you warn them of I think the thing is to like find find collaborators right like find your people and like um yeah don't be don't be like scared to to ask for advice and to ask for help and like I've kind of done so much of that um but like in a really informal way and being really like um lucky to have people who would like give their time and energy to me um so yeah find find your people in that way um warning any warnings um i think like yeah that like obviously you're not going to do everything right all the time um and you can't expect to do everything right all the time but also when you do things wrong that there needs to be like you do need to like reflect on that and um, think about like why you are doing what you are doing um, where where it kind of where the driving force comes from um, and to like try and like accept criticism um, and take that on board even though like it can be very difficult yeah and finally what are your plans for the future like I know that you've done so much amazing work before and like you're moving 
away from some of those things and towards something new so what are you thinking about just now oh i i just like don't even know <laughs> i was like thinking it's it's really funny because i was thinking a lot about like who i like want to be and the work that i want to do and i think like especially thinking about um 2021 and like where I want to focus my energy um and I had this realization that like I don't want to be working at my desk five six days a week um yeah that like I really want to put more time into just like yeah into like thinking and reading and like researching but also just like the kind of like Jo do doing like joyous things um like taking time to like be outside like I think that's one thing that I realized is like so important to me is like being able to, to be outside and like walk and you know meet with friends and like yeah do do all the stuff that doesn't necessarily have like a tangible outcome but that is just like I guess even well-being um so yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I think if if anything that we learned from 2020 is like we all kind of need a little bit of more rest in our lives. Yeah. Um and yeah, thank you so much for um giving us the time to just discuss all of the different things that you've been doing. I mean, this is gonna be, I think, a really great um way to kind of think around what types of support. Uh, scan sparks can um can offer to people with this uh, new seed fund and thank you so much for just um being so generous and open with your with your experience no thank you thanks for for chatting to me <laughs>